Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. It is AMR the podcast. Yes. Welcome back. This is six, episode 62. Yes. So excited. This season is dedicated to A24 Studios, who I was like, who? I ain't never. Because maybe because they're not the bigger studios, so they're like mm-hmm. they slip under the radar. But I was like, okay, but like some exactly. of these movies, I know, so I'm just like, oh, okay, Them. I just didn't yes. know. <laughs> yes, A24 is a independent studio production company, um, and the reason that we chose them is because we are still in solidarity with the SAG after who is having, like, they've had some preliminary negotiations that they're kind of coming to agreement upon, but it seems like there's still some sticky stuff going on with AI. So choosing A24 as our first production studio company to be a focus for an entire season is in solidarity with that. Um, A24 was allowed to continue to produce and to use actors during the strike, uh, the dual strike, so WGA and SAG After, because they were one of the few uh, studios that agreed to all of the terms, every single one of the terms, and that's why we're supporting them in this in this season. I like A twenty four because of the solidarity with Palestine and all of these companies coming out being like, "We support Israel," and it's like, "Please shut the fuck up." So, you know, if you know if that's where you want to put your money is into genocide and to the killing of people, and I just saw that Biden is about to fly out to uh, Israel to talk about like oil tank reserves or something that they're trying to set up in Gaza. This was all scheduled and planned and it's not for nothing, but to get them people out of there so that capitalism can win. Yeah. I can't say what I want to say. So. (laughs) Oh, but since you brought it up, what do your lenses look like for season six for a 24? My lenses for the season is dedicated to the silent genocide that's happening in Congo. Um, So it is a green triangle, a red triangle, and then it's a yellow nose bridge with the hanging resistance fist uh, on the legs. What do your lenses look like? Uh, my lenses are also dedicated to the the multiple genocides that are happening around the world. So it is uh, Palestine, Sudan in the front. It is uh, iridescent sliced watermelon disco ball type lenses. Um, on the left, we have blue yellow for the Congo. And on the right, we have green yellow on the legs for Tigray, which is in Ethiopia, which is also going through conflict. Um, this season is dedicated to the solidarity of people who need to be freed and uh, the freedom of oppressed oppressed people everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So those are our lenses for the season. Let's get into some quick housekeeping. We already let you guys know that we're going to have some episode deletions. Those are coming soon. Um, the rankings are going to stay up on the website, so you'll still be able to see how we felt about movies. But if you hear it referenced in an episode and then you're not able to find it later, that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, guests are now going to be intermissions on their own. We're going to stop pressuring them to watch and do 
what we do with this <laughs> with this podcast and just talk to them about other things. They're going to be intermissions. And we are also going to start doing more interviews. Um, we figured out that we like that a lot. So not necessarily just movie or like film and production related. We're going to try to interview people on random things. So maybe some of our guests will come back and we'll get to know them on a personal level. Yeah. And on the deletion of episodes, let us know if there are certain episodes you want to us to retain because by next year we are trying to get everything sorted out. New year, new us, new AMR. Mm-hmm. Um, and another reason why we didn't want the guests is because we want to stay within that one hour time frame and with three people or three, two plus people talking that can really drag on and we want everybody's opinions to be heard. It'll be better to just put them off to the side for an intermission. So, yeah. So that is housekeeping. We're done with that. We're going to get into the movie for the first episode of season six. The movie is Spring Breakers. Um, A24 put this out in the year 2012. Uh, so let's get into the history. Really. You want to rock, paper, scissors it live? It has been a minute since we've done live. You want to call yeah. it? Let's go. Okay, I got it. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Gay. gay. <laughs> <laughs> rock. Paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, okay. okay. All right. So I am going to start. Um, it doesn't even matter. I am going to start March uh, 2nd, 2012. The NFL establishes the existence of a bounty program uh, with the Saints that happened from 2009 to 2011. This gave players incentive to hurt opposition and the coach Sean Payton was suspended for the 2012 sentence. So this is called Bounty Gate. I'm about to say, what the fuck? What? It's not <laughs> hockey. I don't expect people to get hurt and people to fight. That's not what I go for the NFL for, especially with right. all the studies about like the brain damage that can happen and all like, this stuff, right? So legit, that's like you said, it's not hockey where you're expecting like, beatings but it is football so you're expecting physicality right yeah uh, but this was from the 2009 like i said until 2011 2012 playoffs they won the super bowl um i don't know what number this was it's x l i v somebody could tell me that but this program this whole bounty gate was started by defensive coordinator greg williams and they said that they had 22 to 27 players that were involved. They were putting their own money in the pot. They was fucking like big. Niggas was gambling. Up. They was, they, and literally, if you injured somebody, if you caused them to like miss the play and they had to sit that ass down, like you got the pot. Like there was money on Bitch. injured players. Um, the whistleblower is a former New Orleans defensive assistant coach named Mike Sorelli, Sorello, Cerullo. Uh, he contacted the NFL when he left the saints program but that shit was wild i remember that i remember being like what because people were like oh yeah some of those some of those injuries are some are part of the reasons why uh nfl rules have changed a little bit so some, you know depending on when you watched the nfl like let's say you watched it in the early 2000s if you started watching again in the year 2023 you'd be like what is happening like this is very soft football but it had to be because of things like this good on mike for calling him out because bitch i'll be damned I mean, he, might have been, he was there for a while and been, he might have benefited, but he absolutely was like, you know what? This is bad. <laughs> that bitch was like, you going to kick me out? I'll make sure nobody has fun. No, no. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> What's your first fact? So my first fact is June 24th. 
Lonesome George or Solitario Jorge died, making his subspecies extinct. He mm. is a giant turtle, a male Pinta Island turtle in Ecuador, which is a subspecies of the Galapagos Island turtles. And he hatched in 1910. Mm. They tried to have him mate and they offered a $10,000 award for a suitable mate for him. But it never happened. Like they tried so many times to have him mate with somebody. None of the eggs were viable. And he ended up dying from natural causes in 2012, which like nigga was 101, 102. Like I would be like, peace out too. Like you okay. got me fucked up. But I've seen and done enough. There was a big disagreement between like the Ecuadorian government and the Galapagos Island on what to do with his body, his taxidermy body. By the way, this nigga couldn't even rest in peace. Um, <laughs> look about where was he gonna go? Where was he gonna be displayed? And the Galapagos Island, it was like, well, he's a symbol of the island. He should return home. So in 2017, he was flown back to Galapagos Island and put on display in the Fausta Lorena Breeding Center. But in 2012, researchers identified 17 tortoises that were partially descended from him, meaning that he couldn't have been the only one. But mm-hmm. since 2012, his species is still listed as extinct. So Wow. Lonesome George. Solitary Jorge. Oh. <laughs> Look, I'm so sad for him. Wow. Um, okay, then I'm going to make mine uh, a lighter fact. Uh, August 27, 2012, Thrift Shop. The single is released by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. It I'm later goes on to win. Sure it goes on to win Billboard Song of the Year 2013 over like Kendrick Lamar. He won he won Grammy Award. No, I think it was specifically the Grammy Award that he won over Kendrick Lamar for Best Rap that? Performance and Best Rap Song for 2014. I blame that nigga Macklemore for so fucking much. What was the Kendrick Lamar? Was that Mad City era? Was that uh? I think that was Mad okay. City. Okay. Well, so, you know, there was no, a lot of... shouldn't have fucking watched that. Um, especially not rap. Like, that wasn't a rap song. If anything, that should have been in the pop category, in my opinion. Um, but I really do blame him for too, so much. Like, he really taught... Like, he really went out of his way to teach white girls and, like, people who had thought down or thought down on specifically, like secondhand shops and goodwills and things like that and the fact that he could go and pop tags with twenty dollars in his pocket now you cannot and it's his fucking fault at all like Um, everything is so expensive but thrifting which was supposed to be all for like low economic people it's just people they'll resell it and it's just so horrible like what's a horrible they're all look what i found um also, the fact that people will go in and buy like the bigger sized things because it's something they want and then be like, I'm going to reshape this. Leave the clothes the fuck there because there are bigger bodies who could go and use those clothes. So like, fuck Macklemore. Especially like you was not supposed to win that over Kendrick Lamar. And like, I got it's my problems with Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar. Like not during love. Yeah, I, ha- I may yeah. have problems with him, but not, but, during, not during Good Kid Mad City. Look, that was. Mm, mm, mm. You know what? People means. were the worst thing to happen to him. <laughs> anyway, May 7th, Vladimir Putin is elected president of Russia. Nigga. Like, Look, saying for that long? Nigga. I was like, okay, what is Red Russian's presidential terms? 
the presidential term in Russia, because mind you, we're in, in we're in the United States. Different. For our international uh, listeners, you get two terms of two of uh, uh, four years. You got you know, eight no years. American law. We just don't know shit about nobody else. Look, but you for our international <laughs> listeners, you get eight years in office. That's it. You cannot do more than eight years. Presidential terms in Russia, you are limited to two consecutive terms of six years. That's twelve years. Eight so out. this nigga should be out next year. But no, this is his third presidential term when he was elected in twenty twelve. So he has been president of Russia since two thousand. Yes. I said, what the fuck is going on? He was supposed to be ineligible for a 2024 presidential election. But no, in 2020, he mended their constitution to say that he was exempt. He said, nah, I'm going to keep this shit going. He said he was exempt specifically from presidential term limits until 2036. Nigga, he said, when I'm old and I don't give a fuck no more. Like, bitch, get out of office. When I set up everything I needed to set up deuces i was like yo like because mind you yes americans we don't know your how your government runs but also we don't have nobody government run but our like our own unless you're like a political uh major or political savant or a person who's just really into history and cultural things for the most part american education k-12 through is not teaching us about anything anybody else right we're very limited in the in the information that we get and then Americans like to go out into the world with this, like, we are number one uh, complex. And then we, if, like, the ones who are are privileged enough to experience things outside of America, whether it be that you have immigrant or international students that, you know, immigrants or international people that you meet in America that change your mind and show you the world from their perspective, or you get to travel and experience it on your own, that's when you learn, like, oh, shit, not really. <laughs> The propaganda, and that's why you have, like, now with the Generation Z reading, like, Osama Bin Laden's uh, letter to America and being like, oh, my God, maybe that nigga was right. Like, a broken clock is right at least twice a day. Let's start there. Because, like, he was still... But, like, his motivations behind things was also America's fault. Like, you need to understand that, like... But, like, he was also terrible. With with the whole like Israel and and Gaza and you know what I mean the fact that they thought that this was just gonna work again how it did in the past like Gen Z and millennials have social media now and we have you know the ability to research and think beyond like, propaganda so like you said even with Osama bin Laden there are his 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 family that's still alive are socialites they're not they're not hiding mm. out they're not you know, public enemy number one. No, there's a picture circulating right now on the Bird app with John Legend and his, like, niece or some shit popping. She's gorgeous. Like, what? You thought? They just need to kill that nigga off because he wouldn't get down and lay down. And then he was like, watch me. Watch me come at you a little harder. It's political stuff is really, really fucked up. And, like, to, to be an American and to have the complex and the superior, like, it's false and especially it's propaganda and it's the fact that they do not teach us like it's you have to learn it on your own and that's on your own that's the thing luckily because historically in american history if you started a war bush you get get a second term um but Uh biden didn't count on the advancement of technology biden was born 
the same year Anne Frank was born. The same year Mark MLK was born. I feel like 1942, this dude was born. The amount of technology that we have nowadays, we get firsthand accounts of what's happening in Gaza. We get firsthand accounts. You cannot, you can keep telling me what you're telling me on the news, but I'm also seeing these people die firsthand and their families die these cities getting bombed these hospitals getting bombed like I, saw, I literally witnessed firsthand a very educated person tell a group of people like oh yeah they found um they found hamas bombs underneath a hospital next to the mris and things and i like stopped and looked at him and like i couldn't i wasn't in a position to say anything because you know obligation um contractually i could not say anything right um, but my mind questioned like why would they have metal bombs next to an MRI machine? Do you know what an MRI machine is? It's a magnet. How would the bombs... Ma- like, let's think this through. Like, some of this is just like, think it through. And this was an educated man, a person that I have interacted with and have had engagements with before that I would not have, like, questioned necessarily the perspective because historian, right? Right a historian but that's history that somebody else has been you've been able to argue because it's way way past when it's in real time he even this educated man was able to be disillusioned and i was like bruh you just have to just one and one is what two and And if there's a third then that means you're missing information like my thing is though because america likes to do this thing where like in the moment of where things are happening they want to be on the side of the oppressor and then years later they want to like oh Uh-oh. we were so wrong we, this Uh-oh. was wrong of us and bitch you do nothing besides like and barely even an apology and be like well you guys should forgive us for this because we, we're now acknowledging that it was now wrong. We see it. like bitch you see it currently you see it currently and that's exactly see so that that whole like it it's all looped in it all needs to fall. <laughs> I mean, the, who? That's a whole other episode. Because how do you have? What's the plan for rebuild after the fall? I don't know. I'm about to say because the nurse, you have to. It's a careful balance of like power because whoever empowers next is going to want to seize, and I feel like that's the billionaires. And then you got to. Mm, uh-uh. You got to have a plan. You can't just you gotta have a plan. without having a plan. You know, Look, but this nonviolent shit will get you killed. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whose fact is it? These are the last facts. This is your fact, next. Okay, so my it. last fact is April 9th, 2012, The Lion King becomes the highest grossing Broadway show, overtaking Phantom of the Opera. As um, it should. As it should. The Phantom of the Opera ran for almost a decade more. Um, but at 15 years after Lion King opened, it was $2 million at the box office during Easter week of 2012. And at that time, and at that time, it was gross $853.8 million in comparison to Phantom of the Opera that opened in January of 1988 and had um, $853.1 million as of Easter week 2012. So even though it was only by $700,000, they were on the up, 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 up. So that was very fun. I have yet, and I would love to go see Lion King on Broadway. I feel like that would be an experience. Lion King. I, I got needed in my life. Like, oh, need it all. I do. My last fact doesn't have a known date, but 
a team of marine scientists filmed a young giant squid about 2,000 feet below the sea of South Japan in its natural habitat. I got this from LiveScience.com. The squid was 10 feet long and was found at about a depth of 2,066 feet. And they followed it until 2,950 feet. Because it's at least long. This is after 100 descents. They found this dude and his eyes were the size of basketballs. And they can grow up to 32 feet. I fucking love giant marine sea animals. They are so terrifying and so fascinating. That's it. Healthy respect. Leave them alone. <laughs> also, teach your ways. Okay. Okay. So um, that is the history reel. We actually don't have a plug for this episode other than the plug for this episode is always solidarity with the people. Yeah. That's the plug. Um, all right, so let's get into it. What is your ranking of the movie? I gave this movie a 2.5. I <laughs> <laughs> you know I should have started first or what, but this movie got a 2.5. You are so funny. Um, okay, I gave it a 4.75. I want to know your reason. <laughs> we about to get into it. Let me see. Um, IMDb gave it a 5.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 68%. I don't know how they got to those numbers. I have a gander as to how. I do too. I do too. Um, Let me see. I'm trying to see what our average is, but I'm moving slow because I'm tired, y'all. So our average would be a 3.625 out of 10. That's too high. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I gave it this ranking because there were parts of the movies that I was definitely, like, engaged with. It was interesting, whatever. But, like, there were multiple times that I paused and was like, what the fuck is going on? So, and I I think you can tell that by um, my categories. So, my category says, oh, okay, sex sells. Mm. And like, okay. Um, I have a well because it's me. I have a felony count. I have anxiety. And I have, girl, you in danger? So... An array of like you can. I was interested. Yes. Um, why did you give it a two point five? I first gave it a three, and then I thought about. It. I said it doesn't deserve a three, so <laughs> <laughs> I said let me take a point five off. Um, and I think my categories because I also have. Uh, I have how twenty tens are the holistics okay? Uh, which is the whole sex because like I'm God. I'm like God damn. Damn. Um, I have a feeling some type of way slash how did we get in this <laughs> and a miracle and am I supposed to feel sorry for that bitch? I don't. I don't. <laughs> and my last category is get these white bitches out my face. Baby. <laughs> so. <laughs> because, okay, so it's, it's St. Petersburg, Florida. So it's already giving Florida man, right? I didn't even know where they were coming from, but I just, I guessed Oklahoma. Okay, because I'm like, that's a backward-ass bitch, and I wouldn't want to be in Oklahoma, too. And so, you know, like, they seemed very bored with life. They needed to, like, you know, they were trying to dip on them. We have um, these three girls who are, they're, like, I don't know, partying, whatever, because the opening scene was a bunch of titties, but we did not know where they were from. And it's the three girls, Cotty, Candy, and Britt, and they are lit as fuck. And then we have this one bitch sitting in church, just kind of bored, whatever, Faith, right? All right, whatever. So that's that's the crew. 
when them little bitches got to getting active, I was like, oh, okay, this is what's up. But at the end of the movie, when they killed Gucci, bitch, you killing Gucci, man? Man, that's what I said. I said, oh my God, of course. Because I already, when my category of how did we get into this is like, during the whole spring break little dance thing, you be, you see like sprinkles of black people. But as soon as you get to like James- every time. And as soon as you get the James Franco, it's like black people everywhere. So I was like, okay, so now you only brought the black people in to be an antagonist to James Franco. And then you get him to win against Gucci. You out your motherfucking mind. I was grateful that he didn't win against Gucci, but that was really the thing. And also the fact that like, James Franco, who was going to be, um, we'll talk about him, but he's going to be on our scandalous intermission because that nigga is scandalous. Um, the main characters, Rachel Corrine is the director's wife. They have a 13 year age difference. She was 27 at the time of this movie. Patty. Wow. Um, Vanessa Hudgens plays Candy. She was 24 at the time of the movie. Ashley Benson plays Britt. She was 23 at the time of the movie. And the youngest was Selena Gomez, who was 20 at the time of the James Franco was 34. 34 at the time of this fucking movie. Yes. He, he played this role so that he could be like, oh, let me show who I really truly am. And then like posturize as somebody that I would want to be. Because he is that pervy, nasty, preying on younger women ass dude. But like yes. the the blackening, the blackening up, the black face of it without black face, I think that's part of the posturing he's wanted to have for a while. Oh, the caricature. It's yes. of it all, the ministry of it all. I was like, what the fuck is this? That, them fucking gold teeth. I will say, though, that nigga's braids were better than Shamar Moore's and Diary of a Mad Black Woman. I wasn't going to mention it, but also, maybe Tyler Perry should hire them. I will. <laughs> <laughs> because Diary of a Mad Black Woman was like 2006, 2005, 2006, I believe. This is a six-year difference. Now you got more people braiding hair, but like, wild, right? Wild. Mm. Mm. Um, I just thought it was interesting because it did become a, a white black thing. Um, you got these little white girls who just took the shit. I wondered if there was an uptick in white girl crime after this movie. Because and see, my whole thing about this is that the way they the movie overall, especially towards the end where they're like calling like, Hey mom, had a good time, is very found myself. It's very reminiscent of how like white women in America would be like, oh, well, we didn't have any part in slavery or we didn't have any part in the oppressions of oppressed genders. But then like we got the moms of liberty. We got all of these, the daughters of liberty, all of these fucking groups. And it's like these white women can go and terrorize these people and then go back to like their homes and be all, oh, I'm so white and fragile. Protect me. And it's just like, bitch. Ooh, and I saw a TikTok of a white woman who explained this about white women. She said that white women do not raise their children who are going to be socialized as women to have their own independent identities and things like that. So they literally go through a time of being reckless with with their sexuality, mostly because that's how they can identify for themselves as something that they can call their own. They'll have these very reckless, reckless times. And then once they decide they want to settle down, they'll go back to being like almost like children and they'll choose a man or a partner that will allow them to not have to work as hard which is why you have women who just fall in line with how their men vote right this Mm -hmm. is literally it was a white woman explaining this and when i said oh fucking wow because i've literally seen it with some of my like 
some people would be surprised that we have white friends, but I've seen it with white friends where I've seen them go through and not even just white friends, but people who value their proximity to whiteness in a very specific way. I've seen them act in that way where they have these very wild and reckless times and then they go back to like Christianity or like whatever gives them mm. doctrination and rules so that they can find a partner so that they can relinquish any any responsibility to socials to them. They it's no longer the purity culture of it all. Very fucking much so. So the fact that they were calling back home and being like, I found myself, I'm having such a good time does link me it immediately made me think of the fact that they will be able to go home and because they fact they didn't get caught. They didn't get caught or caught up. They don't have no real consequences. The ones who got scared, uh, fake yeah. guy, he did. She said, uh, jail was enough for me. I don't know what the fuck going on. He got me around all these uh, niggas because they took him to the hood part of St. Petersburg and with no clothes. Now, and I wonder if she did because she was the youngest to James Franco's 34-year-old ass because them girls was kissing all up on him doing I mean, sexual full- acts all up on him. And I'm just like, this is a grown-ass man. And 14 you know, years your senior. I definitely think that it was a directorial and probably like, you know, a comfort thing. Contractual. They, um, Harmony Corinne is the director. And all you need to know about this man is that he's the director of kids. Because kids and kids is on our, our uh, season that we have planned that is called deliberately out of pocket. Mm. Um, kids is... So Harmony Korine, it turns out the the movies that he make, they described him as erratic, loose, transgressive, and exploring taboo themes. Okay. For me, he is polarizing and impactful. Sometimes he's an exaggeration of the worst parts of culture, but he does not lie. Right? I'll give him that. Because this was this was a very I didn't like the message. Cause it I mean, watching this as because I was in college age in 2012. Mm-hmm. I was in, in the 2010s. I was college age. I was, but like watching it as like my age now and like as a black person, I'm like, why is this? This is not entertaining. I this many times was like. And pimping. I, I, it was strong. Yes. I knew that they were being, this is sex trafficking. What they were saying yes. and glorifying was sex trafficking. And the fact that this is from um an independent film production company at first i was like maybe it didn't have the impact that i that they hoped for this was in theaters for a time they had a budget of five million dollars in revenue they pulled 31.7 million dollars enough people saw this film because the white girls that they wanted to see the film saw the film and the white girls from what i realized was that this was kind of like a post disney like child actor renegade yes um, I, Rachel Corinne was, she doesn't do too much. She was the main character. She's potty. But Vanessa Hudgens was doing all that Disney stuff. And she was a grown ass woman on Disney. She had her time where her news got leaked and Disney made her apologize and do all this stuff. She was a grown ass woman, body autonomy. They made her apologize for even taking the pictures. Like that shit was wild. Um, And then Ashley Benson, uh, she was on... Pretty Little Liars. She started, that's like a, I guess, a teen drama. So she did this in the meantime. And then Selena Gomez, who was also on Disney. So I felt like this was lightweight, the like, the teen actor Disney, like, PG or NG rated 
turn up. You're about to see some very MA like rated R stuff. So there was like an envelope that they wanted to push. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a boundary that they like a line that they distinctively wanted to be able to cross. Right. And then the fact that it was, it was Harmony Corinne as the director, you're going to get that. But James Franco is gross. I'm going to say, I don't understand why him and him specifically was cast. And I also, but I do think that there was part of, um, part of the money that came in was because it was those, those two or three very famous, like everybody knows those girls. And then there was going to be a specific amount of people who were going to come just for James Franco. Right. Because that's fair. He has a good amount of his own like fan base been around for a while. He has sex appeal to some people still because I mean people people excuse unfortunately uh, sexual assault that is not that's not a boundary for them. You see, caught up and admitted to his his sexual misconduct allegations and even and people still look Johnny Depp like there's so many still it's excusable in Hollywood for these kinds of things. So I don't disagree that his fan base probably showed the fuck out. And I guess it doesn't help that that age that is possibly his fan base seeing girls, his age making out with him and being intimate with him. They were probably like, Oh, I could do it too. It's weird. And it's interesting that in the, the screenplay was also written by Harmony Corinne, who, like I said, the age difference between him and his wife is 13 years. He, they, uh, Rachel Corinne is currently 37. Harmony is 50. He's the screenplay. Uh, he wrote the screenplay, right? This fool has in there them singing Britney Spears and Ode to Her and talking about how she's the most popular pop star. And I don't know that she wasn't in her conservatorship already at this time. Um, but it seems as though... Like, why would you even have a nod to and have this, like, you know, we acknowledge the the feminine, like, whatever, um, the strength of it, and, like, acknowledging Britney Spears out of the character of James Franco's mouth. Like, the girls had already sang Britney, but then when he wanted to give it their soft side, and they're all singing and, like, whatever, that was, it was interesting. They were very specific choices that I caught, and I said, oh, okay. And conservatorship started 2008. So this was so like. Definitely, mm, you know. Choices were made. And I'm like, I don't think this is the kind of thing that you wanted. Like, I get the message that I derive from it is probably not the message that you wanted people to derive from it because it shows a reflection of who you are as a director. And I don't like that. It so. definitely does. Harmony Corinne and James Franco have some of the same energy in my mind after doing research about this. But again, mm-hmm. we started this because we knew not their target audience. I think the fact that um, IMDb gave this a 5.3 and Rotten Tomatoes has a 68%. Rotten Tomatoes has critics and then they have the the viewer side. So maybe there's yeah. an uptick or downtick. And I like to see what the critics are saying because the critics... For a while, movie critics were um, supposed to be what the general public would think. And I don't think either one of these is an accurate depiction because we aren't their target audience. I definitely was uncomfortable. Like there were times that I was uncomfortable. There were times that I laughed in my discomfort because I said, oh, okay, this is clear and I see it. But then there was other times that I did not know what the turns were going to be. And because... I did the research after watching the movie. Had I known that Harmony Corinne was the director, I would have been like, oh shit, I'm about to be 
slung around like a fucking rag doll because that's how his movies do. Mm. So going into it, not knowing, not having previews, just choosing A24 as the season and wanting to have a nice little mix up of like older and newer. I didn't know what I was getting into. Even even with reading the fucking um, synopsis. I didn't. I was just, you know, you know how we, we, I literally just be jumping in. I'd be like, okay, we'll be watching. And then I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this? Babe, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they, so A24 was the, was the production company. Warner Brothers had distribution. So you can imagine they were probably in a good amount of theaters. This was probably, mm-hmm. uh, it was out. It was out. Must, that's probably why also they got as much, I would say the fan base too, the Disney girls, but Warner Brothers distributing it, them, that reached far and wide, baby. It wasn't no select theaters. That was everywhere. Yeah. And the fact that they wanted to be able to have that, like this probably, I don't know that it wasn't or that it was at a um, film festival or something like that before it was distributed and released. But, you know, you know. I feel like, I don't know what was the point of the contrast of Faith, the Christian good girl versus i feel like he he made a point to be as debaucherous as possible in this movie to be like and i'm just like but why why have faith in there especially if she was not there for the whole is except to like highlight that these people are so debaucherous that not even christians would want to hang out with them or something like that's the only way i can see that um, I think that maybe the the depiction of all four girls, it was like a show of personality. Um, you mm. had Faith, who was a good girl, who was willing to go awry, but then still went back to her roots. You had Cotty, who initially, that girl was lit. Cotty was all out there. She, um, I don't know who who came up with the idea of robbing, but when I tell you that shit was funny as fuck, that they, they robbed that bitch and she didn't even stop the car. She pulled that bitch around and they was gone. I thought that shit was funny, right? They were smooth. They, the three of them, Cotty, Candy, and Britt, they all had at first seeming one mind. So when yes. Faith goes, gets back home on the bus or whatever, I'm like, okay, they with that whole shit, let them go about their business. When shit gets lit and they get, it gets too live. She was good when they were robbing people in their own hometown when some gangster shit happened and she wasn't around and she couldn't just go home and she got shot she got her ass on the bus too like Cotty was like i'm not for the bullshit and then you have candy and Britt who are left who seemed like they with the shit the whole time that whole freak nasty scene with um alien sucking the gun dick and doing all of that, that i thought really... they were gonna rob him then because Same. There was plenty of opportunity. The fact that they didn't, I was like, that's interesting. And they chose to instead go through with, and maybe it was for revenge for them, for um, Cotty getting shot, but they decided to go through and with the plan that Alien had for Big Arch. Okay, that that whole shit did not make sense to me because this isn't your beef. Right. He's not your friend, but this isn't your beef. So why get involved in the first place? He, you know what I'm saying? And then the fact that like, the, I mean, I know I felt like the wrap up was supposed to be comical in a way because these, these motherfuckers didn't have to reload. They have your security. I'm about to, I noticed that too. I said, bitch, you ain't run out of bullets yet. This doesn't seem realistic. 
when we was at Aliens House, it's just felonies galore. This nigga got a Tommy gun in the window with banana clips just lined up. These little bitches is in bathing suits and ski masks, not having to reload, just not, not, not knocking down all of the security guards, single shots. They not having to double tap nobody. They are the most efficient video game players. Like what's happening here? No, because even in video games, you got to reload. Like, come on, right? They got all the cheat codes. They just know where everything is. They got to roll over a body to get to nothing. They just know, like they, and so that part is, like when I took some away, but I think that what upset me the most is that these little white girls came in and shot Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane. Look, this nigga specifically, specifically Gucci. And the fact that they let these white, this this group of like white cosplayers, because that's what they were to me. Because like, they, they were white alien, and white adjacent. Well, Alien wasn't even, he he played like this, oh, I'm gangsta, I'm hard. He, he played Florida like man. A, he played what? Florida man. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, because I'm like nigga, you are you are not hard. You are not gangster. I was really waiting for them to kill him, rob him for his shit, and go back home. But it was just I just Gucci. I don't Gucci. Look, and the fact that he has he has this property. Okay, so Aliens property is is more isolated. It's in an, it's in off the beach or whatever. Like he got stuff. Look at my house. Look at my shit. When I tell you, I cracked up when he was describing his stuff. He was like, "I smell good. I smell." But when I tell you, I was laughing so hard. The cosplaying, the the character, it was funny in the way of like, wow, there are really people who want to be black. So, so bad. bad. This is what you'll go as far as to doing. Like this is comical. You look and sound like a clown, right? And he's like, my whole family. Like I was, it just was funny. It was funny. But the fact that like Alien's house and his setup, his security. If somebody came running up on him, he didn't even have as much security as Big Arch had, right? Right. If somebody came running up on him, he would have heard you the gun. Gucci is in the bathtub. The house ain't soundproof. Niggas have been shooting. This girl has been shooting and they have been shooting back at these girls for a cool like four minutes before. And you're just still in the tub with bitches shaking ass. It's not realistic. At all. And I feel like y'all only did that to be like, oh, where Florida is that? Which you found yourself in Florida of all places in the U.S. That was the place you had to go to find yourself. And and not just like Miami or (laughs) South Beach, you found yourself in St. Petersburg. Like, mind you, beautiful beaches, but also, bitch, go to New York. Go to the East Coast. Go to the West Coast. Thank go to the Gulf. It was like, spring break, and, and Florida's going to give you, I can imagine that any part of the beach in Florida is going to give you that spring break vibe that you need if you're from a landlocked area. Yeah. Um, and this is not to shape shit on St. Petersburg. This is to shit on Harmony Corinne's depiction of St. Petersburg because he definitely gave this is a posturing city until they got to the black side of St. Petersburg where you saw a little bit more like it was still posturing but like I was I don't know I don't know it was and then the fact that they were playing craps in college when I saw them shooting dice yeah, in, in college, I said, "Oh, them white girls is ghetto as shit." They would, and then they went to St. Petersburg, and they didn't have that experience until they went to the hood. I was like, "Where are they from?" Maybe that is why 
um, Candy and Britt were able to stay and just be with the shits. They wanted to have experiences, but they also did not get caught. What was the end of the movie? Did they just drive home? Did you have all this money? Why did you kill all these people? It, it there was, wasn't enough of a wrap up for me. And the and the most shocking thing was how true to character and characteristics James Frank Harmony made James Franco. I I was really waiting for them to get caught and to go well, not even to go to jail for because they did go to jail, but like not for like narcotics and stuff, which like. You dumb hoe. Like, why would you just go and just spend all your money on drugs? Because they're young. They hadn't thought about it. They literally got that money to get down there. And that's what was what was real predatory to me. And this is why I was like, oh, this is sex trafficking 101 is what we're doing. Was the fact that Alien had them twins that were with him at the performance go to spots, provide drugs and and prey on girls and then turn around and get arrested with them. And then yeah. he would bail them out just like his hoes. Bail them out for him to be like, oh, these the little hoes that we was with. Because that's what happened. Yep. And to me, it was like, this is very um, interesting. But again, had I known that the director was Harmony Corinne before I went in, I would have already known that this fool will absolutely give you play-by-play instructions in his movie and you just have to know to avoid. Because I saw kids, kids came out, I think in like 98. I saw kids when it way past it being a fresh new movie. I saw it because, um, what's her name is in it? Rosario Dawson. It's one of the first movies Ooh. that he's very young in it. Right. Uh, Rosario Dawson was already a face I knew as an adult actress by the time I saw kids. When I tell you I saw that shit as a young teenager and was like, bitch, I'm not doing anything. (laughs) That's how impactful the movie was. I'm not doing shit. Sit me down. Like, I just was like, no. So had I known that it was Harmony, I, again, would have known I was going to be flung like a fucking rag doll and then tossed into a pile with the other. I would have been tossed known that I was going to be tossed tossed into like a cushy pile, but you're still tossed. It was, I'm I'm excited to see kids. I am only because I've seen this and I'm like, okay, if this is the kind of stuff that he does, I am better prepared because I've already seen this. So I'm like, okay. And this is way mild mannered in comparison to kids. Which I just, the inconsistencies, like, not only the Gucci Mane thing, but, like, why is your getaway car with Alien a two-door? That pissed me off. That pissed me the fuck That's off. And, and it showed the difference in money, because Gucci Mane had, like, a... a uh, it was expensive. I don't know what kind of... I'm not a, or something, and I'm not a car bitch. Camaro. It, it looks so janky next to Gucci's car, and I was like... Baller. That shit had... <laughs> laughing. And I, my thing is, why was Gucci there, nigga? You're from Alabama, bitch. But he's Atlanta. He he is and, uh Gresham is, Road, Forest Park all day, right? But like, he East Atlanta Zone Six. It's just very funny to me that they put him in there because Gucci Man was acting. I didn't know. I didn't know that exactly. An IMDb to look up. I literally was like Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> when I saw him, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> I don't like that these white girls was not loyal. They were not loyal bitches. They, they were to themselves. Got on my nerves because that bitch was down for everything until 
she was about to get sex trafficked. She was like, oh, I'm down for y'all getting robbed in the store. I'm down for y'all doing the drugs. I'm down for, you know, us us doing the alcohol. I'm down for that, for all of that shit. Um, felt, I'm down with all of the turn up. I don't want to get sex trafficked, bitch. And when I tell you, when that whole time when she was like, I want to go home, I was like, send this bitch home, baby. Send her home. Because y'all Please. know the shit and she not. I felt I that. So annoyed with her because she was like, I want you guys to go with me. Leave them. That baby, but you know what? She chose herself. She wasn't about to be like, okay, I'll stay. Because part of you wants to be like, we came together, we'll leave together. But also, if if you're grown yeah. and I get home and I tell your grandma she ain't want to come. I told my mom and my grandma I was coming home and I said safely. I meant it. The whole whining though, like, why did this happen? This wasn't supposed to happen. Bitch, they, you were complacent in multiple felonies. Like, ho, sit down. She, she robbery. You use that she, money that they, they robbed. Faith didn't rob them and she didn't know she didn't know until they came back. But she did use the money from said robbery to get on the, the um, well, bus. Yeah. And, and to you yeah like you were complacent my and felony then, count i have eight under my felony count it's not all theirs but i have eight right right because i was like oh. oh my god and she was doing she and then the fact like when when if a man you do not know is trying to do too many favors from for you are already look out but if That's a man that. that you don't know start asking you oh what kind of drugs you doing what you into blah 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 blah, blah please know that you he gave them drugs, money for the strip club, but he would not give them a decent pair of clothes. That bothered the fuck out of me because every scene they were in bikinis of some sort and you sitting here talking to them hours after you bailed them out. Why are they still in them same fucking bikinis that they had in the jail? Surrounded by- They weren't supposed clothes. to be in, in jail. Like they were supposed to get them clothes and shit. Baby, that's right. that. Look, they were being trafficked. I definitely was like, oh- Right. So maybe maybe Harmony Corinne makes movies that are like warning for people because kids was that for me and maybe this is the new generation of warning for people because I don't know. I feel maybe like this was a new his. generation warning. I don't it felt like his perversion in a way. No. It no absolutely lie. was he was warning people against he was warning the generation against men like him, against men like James Franco. I I don't think that's don't as think impactful so. as you ah. would like it to be. Like, no, I get that's it. Like, don't, the don't, don't get with men like me, but also he's profiting off of it too. So like, it's not as impactful as of a statement as like, yeah. I want to give him credit for. Like, it's don't, don't do this. But also here are my, all my millions from trying to warn you. And, and don't I still, do this. But if you, if you lift up the, the um, carpet, you're going to see all of my dust that's under the rug. Don't trip now. Look. Don't trip because it's there. <laughs> so what, how many um, ticks did you have for your categories? So my how 2010s only had three. It was mainly music based. The dubstep. I was like, oh my God, flashbacks. <laughs> um, are the allistics okay? Had 30. Damn. Because it was nothing but boobs, boobs, and more boobs. It was, I said, God, it was damn. Spring break, sex sales. How did we get into this? Had 12. Because I was like, damn, why is black people catching ales? <laughs> why are we catching strays? Why are we here? America had 14. What? Am I supposed to feel sorry for this bitch? I don't. Had 20. And get these white bitches out of my face had 16. 
How many did you have on your tits? Because they were so fucking annoying. They were. Um, oh, okay, Sex Sales has six, but that's only because some scenes were were doubled and tripled. So the that's intro true. was doubled and tripled. I could have put that multiple times. Um, but also the sex between them, like I get it. Uh, the camera going under the water and showing legs and body and stuff. That I was, was like, so, why? I didn't, artistically, it was unnecessary. It was. Um, the zoom-ins on crotch, like all of that, Harmony Corinne, again, I felt like that directorial choice, that was him. Mm-hmm. Um, the LOL had eight. There were things that I probably wasn't supposed to laugh at. Y'all know my, my laughter is often inappropriate, but whatever. I already said my felony count is eight. Anxiety, I had two, but that was because Girl, in, Girl You in Danger had six. And sometimes this was for... Um, for the four main characters, sometimes it like one time I, it was for Alien. I was like, "Ooh, you stupid! You about to? They are going to kill you!" And then when they didn't, I was like, "Uh, what the fuck?" And then when they did kill him, I said, oh, "Okay, my instinct was right, girl. You was in danger." Like he's all in love with them because he done found his quote unquote soulmates on some ride or die shit, baby. You don't even know they are these little bitches is with the long hustle. So oh. Oh, it was. <clears throat> I see the fact that we have a 3.625 out of 10. I think that it was an interesting movie uh, for an independent film company to be able to do. There's not a big company that would have taken a risk on this to produce it themselves. But Warner Brothers wanting to distribute it makes sense, you know. Mm -hmm. And it helps that they had the big name stars. And I feel like Gucci, I don't know what Gucci was doing in 2012, but I feel like he was also put in there to be like Fresh enticing. Jail, Gucci, right. in between lockups or whatever, because this isn't this isn't transformation jail. This isn't transformation Gucci. He yeah. still had um he still had drug sinus problems. Yeah, so very much but either way, enticing good. to come in theaters, like come see Gucci, like for the black Absolutely. people. Absolutely. If you knew it was in there, hell yeah. If you saw the previews and you saw Gucci there, Gucci and James Franco and Vanessa Hudgens. I, I, get, I guess I'll go take it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that's the end of episode 62. Like legit new format, less than an hour. Um, that's going to be the goal for most of the episodes going forward. And we had housekeeping in this one. So next episode should be a little bit shorter because we don't have as much yeah. housekeeping. Um, episode 63. Should we say what the no? We'll, we'll keep you guessing because we, we, you know, the studio, you so. know, the studio, yeah. So, um, a week from now, yeah, see you, Bye. Tiny, tiny hearts, big hearts. <laughs> <laughs>